So I suppose I could open up my Bible right now if I had a Bible. I'm a pastor without a Bible because my dog has eaten my Bible. And I have not ordered a new one yet. Still working on this. So pray for me. I do, oh, actually, Sarah just called me out. I did order a Bible, but it was large print. And I'm old, but not that old. I'm not ready for a large print Bible yet. So I'm returning that. Um, I could just read Mark uh, 15 and 16, let's say on the cross and the resurrection of Jesus and say, hey, you've talked about how God has been faithful even today. Let me read and tell you about, remind you about how God has been faithful uh, in the cross and the resurrection and what that means for us today. And then we could go to the table and we could go home. But I haven't preached in a while and I got a lot more to say and I got drawings to do. So uh, I have a couple of things that I want to do to show you guys uh, uh, before we go to the table in just a few moments. And so the first is this. Um, those of you who watched the video that uh, we put put out, can you see that? I thought this was going to be a better marker than it was. Um, so if this is a road, when we started Missio 13 years ago, we had three kids in the youth ministry, Amy, Kaylee, and David, all sitting right back there. They were five, three, and one. Uh, now they're 17, 15, and 13. It's crazy. So they've grown up. Uh, some of you know Logan, uh, Logan Kelly was the first baby born. And since then, Logan was born, and we have had a ton of other babies born over the last 13 years. Many here, a lot of babies being born. And when these babies are born, something that we, as God's people, as a church, we want to say, we want to be faithful to teach these kids the true story, the true story of the world, of which Jesus is the hero. And we want them to know that the cross and the resurrection matter and that they're the center point, the hinge of history. And so we want to be a community who not just through our words, but through our lives together, we surround them as a family that teaches them the true story and teaches them about Jesus so that they can be born again. To use language that uh, Jesus uses in John chapter 3, says you must be born again. And that's our goal is that the kids would be born again and then they would continue down that path, continue down this road throughout their lives of following Jesus and living in this story and faithfully taking up their role in God's story. And as you think about some of the different kids that you've been a part of seeing either your kids or you've been a part of seeing other kids see this happen and it's a beautiful thing and we want to celebrate that. And there's, there's something that we lose in our culture often is this thing called rites of passage. All cultures throughout history have different rites of passage that, uh, that they will do together, these ceremonies that mark when important things happen. And we've totally lost that with our uh, kind of everything getting, I can't, these are words. So there's words that are out here somewhere that I can't get into my head right now and out my mouth. But anyway... Fragmented was the word. In our very fragmented culture, we lose those rights. And so something that the Christian church for the last 2,000 years has had these different rights and different traditions and ways of doing these different rights. But basically, what we want to do is to be a church that, that practices a right here and a right here, R-I-T-E, these kind of rituals. And we want a right or a ritual or something to mark and to commemorate when a child is born into our church family. 
And also we want to celebrate and mark when a child, so, so here when a child's born and the promises of the gospel are, are given to them, are extended, and we want to say we want to tell them about those promises. And then when the, when, the, when the promises are grasped by the child and said, yes, by faith, this is my faith, we want to celebrate that as well. Now within the historic Christian church, there's a couple different ways that people think about this. And we actually have people from these different traditions in our church family. So this is where it gets dicey. This is where it gets fun. Ready? Some of you are like, I don't believe you. It's not going to get fun. Um, this is really boring. Uh, for, for many, when uh, we do a dedication, a, uh, often called a child dedication, now, what, what that is, is we bring the baby up here, and uh, the parents come up, and we dedicate the child. But it's not really a child dedication. It's actually a parent and a church dedication. Because the little infant's not really dedicating themselves. They're not committing to anything, right? But it's, we bring the baby up, and we bring the parents and the missional community, and the church even lay, throws their hands up like this to say, we together are committing to raise this kid in the true story. And we want them to, to, to know and to love Jesus. That's our prayer, and that's what we're going to labor towards. Such that, eventually, that they would be born again. And when they're born again, we want to do the second rite of a baptism. Where we dunk that kid. We get the horse trough out here, and we, that's right, we dunk the kid. So, we dunk them. So, uh, baptism, symbolizing that they've been buried with Christ and raised to new life. And that they uh, have taken hold of those promises of the gospel. Now, there's another tradition. Now, this is where you see where it gets dicey and fun, at least for me. There's another tradition that puts baptism, puts the water up here. That says, okay, so when the child's born, they're born into the family and the promises of the gospel are extended to that kid and they're going to grow up in that. And so just as in Old Testament, you had circumcision was given to baby boys when they were eight days old. In the same way, baptism, when a child is born, we baptize them into the church family. And then what we want to raise them, and the baptism is the church coming around, maybe might sprinkle, symbolizing the sprinkling of the Holy Spirit or the pouring of the Holy Spirit. Pour that water on the child. And it's the, the church family coming around and saying, we're going to raise this child that they might take hold of the promises of the gospel, be born again. And at that point, uh, we would some sort of a profession of faith. And that we would have a ceremony, a celebration to say, hey, they have taken hold of those promises and made that faith their own. And, that, and so we have the profession there. So what we, what everybody, this is what I want you to see. There's different, different families with different kids are in these different ways of thinking about it. And normally you have churches that are, this is something you divide over. But something that we've said over the last several years in Missio is said, what we want to do is not divide around baptism, but baptism is a uniting thing. It's a, something that says we're united together in the gospel. There's one story, if I can write it. There is one story that's over all of this and that we're united together. And so what we are is a church family that has people kind of on both these lanes. If this is one street, there's two lanes. We're all after the same thing for these kids. And if other people come in after they're born, they come in down here, onto the, we're after the same thing. We want to be a family 
that teaches people the story and about that hero, Jesus. And so, uh, one, just want you all to know that. We haven't talked about baptism in a while, and Charlie mentioned last week, like, we should talk about baptism, and, and how do we do this? How do we think about this? And so, uh, many of you, probably the majority of you are down in this lane. Uh, sorry, in this lane. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Majority of you are in this lane, and then some down in this lane. But we would be a, uh, it's a, it's a bad name, but a two-right church. That we, everybody, we want to see two rites, two rites of passage. And we want to do these, and we want to celebrate these together. Here's the question. Here's the question for you. We can argue. Uh, I could ask one question and say, which one are you, and argue for why yours is better. We're not going to do that right now. Hey, if you have a question about this, if this is, like, unsettling to you right now, here's what I'm going to invite you to do. Take three deep breaths. I'm not going to make you do it. Just take, a, take three deep breaths. I, it's good. I can see who those people are right now. You just took really deep breaths. Okay. Got it. We'll have a con- No. Take some deep breaths. I would love to talk to you more about this. Charlie would love to talk to you. Other people would love. We can, we can have conversations about this. But want us to know this is, this is where we are. And so the goal is not to, um, not to argue about this. Here's the question. I want you to think about individually and then uh, maybe share with some of those people around you. This space right here, this space is about teaching the kids in our church family a responsibility that every one of us has to teach the kids in our church family about this story and this hero, Jesus. This week, which kid are you intentionally going to invest in and tell them something true about the story and something true about Jesus? Which kid are you intentionally going to live a blessed rhythm out with? Are you going to, which kid are you going to take out to eat, to share a meal, to give them a gift, to, to somehow remind them of the gospel? What if everybody in here, there's a lot of kids over there and around in here. What if everybody in here said, this week I'm intentionally going to do something to intentionally teach a kid about this story, that we would be a part of moving them towards this and the second right. So think about that. If you just want to sit by yourself and think and just ask the Spirit to show you, is there a kid that you would want to invest in this week that you would want? Um, it could be your own, or maybe it might even, you say, hey, I have like three little kids. I've got my hands full. It's going to be one of these. What if the Spirit said like, no, in addition to that, maybe it's another, some other kid that you intentionally want to do something. But um, take a few moments. You could just be silent. Um, if you come up with something and you and your group want to like share together and that might be helpful in being creative. So ready, set, go. Give you a couple minutes.